We were told that it's seasonal. We were told that the numbers expected were to go down. We have an Arizona mayor that declares a state of emergency uh, due to the number of migrants flowing through the city. The city has less than 100,000 residents in Yuma, Arizona. But in five days last week, more than 6,000 illegal uh, migrants traveled from Mexico through Yuma. The first weekend of December alone, that's a weekend, two days, 4,000 migrants were apprehended by Border Patrol agents in Yuma. It is even going more out of control. And here to talk about is Mark Morgan. He is a senior fellow with FAIR and former acting director of ICE and Customs and Border Protection. Mark, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Noel. Mark, you know, we were we were told that these numbers were going to go down and counters have increased by 2,600%. I don't know what math they're working on, but their their math is not working. Yeah, I mean, that, that's just one lie of, of countless lies that's been told by this administration. Look, I've been doing this for 35 years. It doesn't give me any pleasure as an American citizen and someone that's, a, a, you know, really dedicated my entire adult life to public service for this country to say that we have officials in this current administration that are not just spending, not just providing misdirection. They are blatantly lying to the American people. Let me give you another real quick stat. So we have the Secretary of Homeland Security, Secretary Mayorkas, continues to double down, telling the American people that our borders are closed. Meanwhile, we're this calendar year, we're looking at over 2 million apprehensions. And here's another stat, 600,000 gotaways. Because the border patrol agents are pulled off the line to process and be daycare providers for 2 million illegal aliens. Large areas of the borders go wide open, unsecured. 600,000 illegal aliens have evaded apprehension and made their way to every town, city, and state while this secretary says our borders are secure. It's, it's unconscionable. And from what I understand, you would know better than most because of your contacts still within that agency, the numbers of agents are dwindling. That's correct. Look, at the same time, at the same time we are experiencing the worst border crisis in our history, this administration is actually going forth with, with budget that's defunding CBP and ICE. And meanwhile, the number of agents are going down. It makes no sense. Again, it's another series of lies to tear the American people. Look, another lie they said, look, we, we, don't, we don't need the wall because it's ineffective. One, that's just a lie. Number two, they really said about technology, that we need more technology. First of all, under the Trump administration, we were, we were quadrupling down on uh, technologies as part of that multi-layer strategy of infrastructure, technology, and personnel. So not only is this administration stop with the resources, the infrastructure, they, they're trying to defund, they're, they're uh, reducing uh, resources, manpower. Meanwhile, technology, they're not adding any new technology either. Part of the wall had state-of-the-art technology. So when they stopped putting steel and concrete in the ground, they also stopped putting state-of-the-art technology in that made border trails jobs easier and more effective to secure our borders. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a go- going to be uh, part of a fiber ring that was that followed along the wall, right, in order to utilize cameras and all kinds of other technology. That's exactly that's what I'm talking about. It's 
state-of-the-art technology. It was going to incorporate machine learning or what most people, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. It yeah. actually gave Border Patrol more, more enhanced state-of-the-art eyes and ears, if you will, again, to more effectively and safely do their job to secure our borders first and foremost. This administration, when they stopped putting steel and concrete in the ground, they also stopped putting that state-of-the-art fiber optic uh, uh, technology in the ground as either. But you won't hear them talk about that. So, Mark, I mean, how, I stopped counting cities that have actually declared state of emergency along the border. I, I can recall at least five, six, seven, maybe eight um, here uh, recently. Um, I've, in all my years in law enforcement, 40, I don't remember a situation where we had local mayors of towns just declaring states of emergency that they just throw their hands up and say, we can't handle this anymore. We've got to do you're, something. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And here's what's very important, because we've been saying that this should not be a Republican or Democratic issue. This should be an American issue. And so those those cities that you're talking about that, that have declared states, uh, cities of emergency and thrown their hands up and said we're overwhelmed, th- that's coming from both Republican and Democratic mayors. That's very key. On the border, they know it. They're living it. They're experiencing it every day. They know the catastrophic crisis that's happened on, on our southwest border. And so it's not just a, a, a partisan issue. It is an American issue. And we're finally getting people to stand up and say, hey, look, enough is enough. Our border is out of control. And another thing, too, that they realize, and unfortunately not enough interior states and cities uh, fully understand it, that what happens at our border doesn't stay at our border. But the border towns and border states, they're a throughput. The drugs coming in through our southwest border are making their way to every town, city, and state. The criminal aliens pouring into our country are making their way to every town, city, and state. That's why we say that every town, city, and state in this country is a border town, city, and state. So we heard from the vice president, I believe, uh, Monday, announcing uh, more money going to the northern triangle uh, countries of um, uh, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Uh, But as we look at these countries, they're they're really they're not stable. And in fact, the leaders of these countries, uh, some of them are how do I say they're crooks. I mean, who who are going to give this money to that's going to make a difference to try and improve the quality of life there to lessen their desire to come to the United States? This is a formula I don't think works at all ever. Period. So, again, once again, I think you're spot on. And look, this isn't just opinion. Let's look at the uh, take a a page out of history. We've been working with Central American countries for decades. The the United States has been giving them millions and millions of dollars every single year to try to increase their interior security, to try to infuse business opportunities so they can participate in the global supply chain, the global market. We've tried to get them to, to improve their economy decade after decade after decade, and it has not succeeded. Look, this country, we're not going to secure our borders or address our illegal immigration problem by still you know, having the arrogant strategy to think that we're going to change the culture and the economic conditions of another country, and that will solve our border security problems. Look at Afghanistan. Look, again, the United States have this arrogant belief that we could change the culture and the economic way of life of another country. It failed then. It's failed in Central America. It's time that we secure our borders and enact laws and legislation that secures our country, and we're not relying on other countries to do what we should be doing. 
What I don't understand is, uh, are they not looking at what's going on? So, for example, there's been a, a humanitarian crisis in Nicaragua, and, and we, we're seeing more Nicaraguans coming across the border. So what does the leader, Daniel Ortega, do there? He shuts down the media so that they can't report anything. There's no transparency. The word doesn't get out as to what's going on. But yet we feel like it's worth investing there and these are the things that I, I, I don't know who's trying to connect these dots, but this is a disjointed policy that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes for a great soundbite, right? Sounds wonderful. We're going to send money down there. We're going to change their quality of life. They're going to become believers in their community, but we don't see it changing. That's right. And history has shown what you just said to, to be true. Is like, uh, But again, part of the Democratic playbook is what? Whenever there's an issue, throw money at it. Right. Throw money at it. Right. And that's going to solve the problem. You know, Kamala Harris, the, 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 the borders are technically right. Uh, it's all about root causes. I, I just I get so frustrated because we have been dealing with root causes for decades. And they're making it sound like this administration is the first administration in the history of the United States that ever thought about the root causes or taken any action to deal with the root causes. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we don't continue to try to assist other countries, especially Central American countries, continue to, to look for global investment opportunities to get them involved in the global supply chain, uh, uh, increase their interior enforcement, and, and, and improve their economic conditions. Yes, absolutely. But for us to think that our sole strategy should be that and that only, and that somehow then that is going to solve the illegal immigration crisis, and that's going to allow us to secure our borders, again, is further arrogance and ignorance by, by, by the United States uh, 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 um, government right now. We have to take responsibility for our own borders and our own broken immigration laws while simultaneously we can still continue to try to assist and help other countries. It's not a one or nothing. The Biden administration continues to lose in court. Our Fifth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals uh, here in New Orleans uh, it issued a sharp rebuke to the Biden administration illegally, they say, ending Remain in Mexico policy the under the MPP Migrant Protection Protocols. Judge Oldham says that DHS's proposed approach is as unlawful as it is illogical. He says that DHS claims the power to implement a massive policy reversal affecting billions of dollars and countless people simply by typing out a new word document and posting it on the internet no input no input from congress no ordinary rulemaking procedures and no judicial review this is kind of an indication to me as to just how far they will go to unwind anything that the trump administration did whether it they do it in a legal way an illegal way or a completely illogical way and this judge just laid it out on them he did and and, and again i think you're spot on noel Look, it, it, that, that ruling was, was, was a, a very, very important ruling on multiple aspects. Obviously, substantively, right, because it forces DHS now to reinstate one of the most effective programs, the Remain in Mexico programs uh, that, that we had implemented that really resulted in a 75% reduction in illegal immigration, allowed us to secure our borders more effectively. But it was also substantive 
on two other fronts. One you mentioned, that the, the judge, in his opinion, actually went after specifically Secretary Mayorkas and the White House saying, you, you, first of all, it's completely illegal what you did, and it was illogical. And he actually went after the DHS secretary saying, you didn't consider, uh, you took no effort to, to look at the benefits of the, of the Remain in Mexico program, nor did you adequately address the abuse and exploitation of the broken elements of our immigration law. And second, all, it wasn't Texas, it was Texas and Missouri, which showed that an interior state has standing, that interior states are just as much victim of what's happening with respect to open borders as border states themselves. So it was a win on multiple fronts. It seems to me that... Um the the game playing that has been going on by the administration with remain in mexico as well that the judges are are seeing it for what it is right that that's kind of the i think set the tone of this uh, decision uh, that they're that the biden administration is playing fast and loose with the law here they, they, they are look again i, I know i've repeated myself but Either you have a really good staff or you're up to speed on, on the issue. So you're, once again, you're absolutely correct. They're slow rolling this. Look, the only reason why they even began to technically reinstate it is because they know if they don't, they'll be in direct contempt of the, of the judge's order. But they've slow rolled this for months. Right now, they've only implemented it in one of the nine sectors along the southwest border. What I've been told is only 30 to 50 uh, illegal aliens have even been enrolled in the program. Uh, they, they say they're going to go to another sector. They haven't done that yet. At the same time, they're actively trying to end the program. So they're going back and they're trying to now rewrite their declarations to try to do it legally. And DHS secretary just last week held a town hall meeting with the same career officials that he's saying, oh, reinstate the program. He's telling them, I'm trying to end the program as well. You don't think that puts a chilling effect? I mean, how motivated are the career officials going to be to reinstate the program when their own DHS secretary is telling them how he's trying to end the program? Yeah. Well, they, I think they're just trying to buy time, too. I mean, they, just, they are. You know, letting people come across the border, it doesn't matter. You know, they buy in time. And it's the same strategy that they're pulling with this Build Back Better bill uh, before the Senate parliamentarian coming with multiple iterations of amnesty programs uh, trying to see which one will stick. And, I mean, right. it's just, it's a waste they're, of time. They're on, their I third, mean, they, they're, they're on their third iteration of that. And you listeners need to know, through, through the very complicated parliamentary procedures, they have basically tried to get through mass amnesty. They're trying to circumvent Congress and a very divisive issue, a very important issue for this country. Instead of going back where you can publicly have debate and the American citizens can weigh in and see the transparency of what's going on and pass meaningful legislation. Instead, they're trying to ramrod it through. It's, it's, it's against policy. It's unconstitutional. And like you said, they have already had two attempts where the parliamentary said, no, that's not it's not correct. It should not be part of this process. And they're back now to the third attempt trying to pass through mass amnesty. Absolutely. Mark Morgan, we always appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Have a great uh, holiday season. You too. Merry Christmas.